What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Um, I thought about writing something about the tragedy with Kobe Bryant, but for whatever reason, I'm having a hard time writing. Normally, that's my way of processing things, uh, getting my emotions out. But I figured I'd just talk to you all for this one. I can't imagine I'm not going to talk about this later on with the guys, but I wanted to kind of share all my thoughts first. I uh, have a regular episode that's probably going to come maybe tomorrow, Wednesday, but I wanted to get this out because I felt like it was kind of weird to put that out like everything was just normal. Uh, let me backtrack a bit. Uh, my brother Jace, of course, and I, we grew up in the 80s, uh, born in the late 70s, so we were all, you know, it was like the perfect time to be a kid because there was all kinds of great things happening with toys and comic books and sports and the latter was the one that we gravitated towards much later than some of those other things and um it took Tecmo Bowl for us to really get invested in a world of football outside of the Washington Redskins my parents uh, favorite team and you know since we lived in this area everybody everything was Redskins 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 and I got into you know, I just kind of picked a team and, and was like, hey, I like the 49ers. They're cool. Um, I like the plays. You can run with them. I like the Jerry Rice would catch every pass. I mean, Tech Mobile, like, it wasn't like people were dropping passes. But I just liked the, the players in the Niners. I liked how fast Ronnie Lott was on defense. So I started following them in, in real life and got really invested and became semi-obsessed with the 49ers. That's my origins as a Niners fan. Uh, my origins as a Lakers fan is also very similar. I started out playing Lakers versus Celtics with Jace. There were eight teams on that original game. And because Jace and I are kind of crazy, we just decided we'll split the, the teams. There are eight teams. You have four that you use. I have four that I use. And I went, um, I had the Lakers. I had the Celtics, which is really crazy, as I would learn later. Um, and the Suns, my fourth team, is totally escaping my memory right now. I think maybe it was the 76ers. But anyhow, so, so the Lakers were kind of the team I started to gravitate towards the most because I really just thought they were cool. Like everybody, in the 80s, Magic Johnson was an inescapable presence. He was in TV commercials, and he just had this magnetic smile. You couldn't miss him. And as a result, if I had to choose one, if I started focusing on this one team, it was definitely going to be the Lakers. Of course, by 88, when I really started paying attention to basketball, the Lakers dynasty was coming to a close. They had lost to the Pistons or were about to lose to the Pistons um, for their second match in the finals. And so my first viewing, actually paying attention experience with the Lakers in the championship, they lost to the Pistons. Um, it was a little bit different than the Niners because when I really first started paying attention to them, Montana threw that pass to Taylor, which is one of those deals where I didn't really appreciate you know, I couldn't appreciate it. It was like, oh, that was cool. They won. And in the 89 team, I really appreciated it because it was like, oh, this is fun. They're winning. And I just kind of took for granted that's what a football team does when they're competent. So um, both of these teams were kind of going in different directions. The Lakers were trying to figure things out in the post-Kareem era. They were also dealing with 
just the changing of the guard with their roster. They still had Magic, they had Worthy, they had Scott and AC Green, but then they were bringing in people like Vladdy Divots. And, you know, it's like, hey, this is going to be the new guy that's going to help usher in this new era of Lakers greatness. Then, um, Magic was diagnosed with HIV, and at that time, we all thought that was a death sentence. He was going to have, maybe at best, two years left. And then he was going to, and we were going to watch the gradual deterioration of the charismatic, charming Magic Johnson to this withered skeleton. And that was, that was legitimately the fear and concern. Um, and since he was the, the basketball player, I gravitated towards the most. I was like, no, this is the worst. Um, and so, you know, while the Lakers were, were dealing with their various issues Jordan took over the league and it's kind of weird because there's like a whole generation of kids now who has no idea the impact that Jordan made but I couldn't stand him because I was a Lakers guy and I was I can't believe this guy's here and especially in 91 when he and the Bulls just basically put the the beat down on the Lakers to beat him 4-1 the only reason we got that one win was because Sam Perkins hit a last uh, second three but it was one of those deals where it's like, ah, I can't stand this guy. Everybody's talking about how great he is, but all he does is shoot. And, you know, I just, I couldn't, I was never a Jordan fan. Now, one of the other teams on Lakers Celtics was the Bulls. So, Jace gravitated towards them. And it wasn't a thing of, like, we're picking these guys because they win. It was just like, hey, okay, we, we like these teams on the games. Let's, let's see what's up with them in real life. So, Jace got to enjoy his team just dominating yeah they won three championships not once but twice meanwhile as a lakers fan um it was just kind of like the the days of nick van exel eddie george you know competency i mean the teams were were decent good enough divok uh perkins they were good enough to dale threat but they weren't going to go challenge the knicks they weren't going to be the new I'm sorry, not the Knicks, gosh. They weren't going to beat the C, the Supersonics, the Jazz, the Spurs. They just were, you know, just good enough to be in the mix, but never a real threat. So fast, and, and during this time when the Lakers were kind of on their way down, the Niners were still right in the mix. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Ricky Waters, holding it down, keeping the Niners dynasty rolling. So I got used to NFC championships, uh, divisional playoff games. They mattered. And Steve Young became one of my favorite players of all time because really because of so much adversity. He he lost so many of these games, but that was my guy. And I wanted to see him succeed. So when he won that Super Bowl, it was one of my favorite all-time sports highlights because it was like my man finally got that monkey off his back. He's a champion now. Nobody can say he couldn't get it done. And after watching consecutive losses to the Cowboys, that meant so much. Because when I was attending the great Howard University, I had so many friends who were from Texas and who were Cowboys fans and who were super cowboy, super obnoxious cowboy fans. So I took great pride in us finally getting that win. Um... And Steve kept the Niners in the mix. Steve and Jerry 
and eventually T.O. and Garrison Hurst would come and keep the Niners a credible threat, you know, a potential Super Bowl winner every year. Um, in that 97 year, when T.O. caught that pass after dropping literally everything else that Steve threw to him, it felt like such vindication in beating the Packers, much like the Cowboys had become this real major threat. So I was like, yes, this is our time. We're going to get it done. It was such a big moment and it mattered so much because it was beating the Packers and it was our version of the catch for later Niner fans who didn't actually watch that game beyond highlights and clips. So that was something. It was like, oh man, this is it. This is going to be the thing that I get to talk about for years. And it was not. So, you know, and then, and I, I will still contend the reason we didn't face the Broncos that year is because Garrison Hurst got injured when we played the Falcons. Because I feel like that team was good enough, legit, to have gone on to the Super Bowl and won it. Um, and that was just the start of, like, the injuries. Their mount up, culminating in Steve Young getting hit blindsided by a blitz that forced him to retire and this entered ushered in the dark days as a Niners fan because Jeff Garcia T.O. Hurst were able to hold it down for a while but those salary cap issues from that 94 squad meant that we were going to have to get rid of talent so in one year we lost seven pro bowlers and it was oh no we're about to be really terrible Fortunately, at that same time as the Niners were falling down to earth to a point that, you know, we haven't quite gotten to yet, the Lakers were on the rise. And this was the result of luring away the big prize free agent Shaquille O'Neal. And on draft night, making a change, trading Vladdy Divac to the Charlotte Hornets for the rights for one Kobe Bryant and this guy was you know high schooler it was like how is this guy going to make some moves or anything but before LeBron was LeBron Kobe was the high school guy that everybody thought was going to be a big time player and it took years for him to become that guy but eventually it clicked not so coincidentally right around the same time that the Lakers brought in Phil Jackson to coach the team and kind of like the Cowboys, the Spurs have become, the Spurs and the Jazz had become these nemesis to Shaquille and Kobe's Lakers. And their coaches were okay, but they couldn't quite figure out that magic formula to get them over the top. When Jackson came, he installed the triangle offense. And then I got to watch, to me, the most brutally efficient and deadly two-man power trip game that I've ever seen in basketball and Jordan and Pippen were great Stockton and Malone were also great but for my money no duo was as deadly as Kobe and Shaq because Shaq was motivated he was just this force of nature that could not be stopped in the paint he could run the he could lead the fast break and he was so full of swagger and just like bravado and he was just like, man, this guy is fun. He even had a Superman tattoos. I thought he was super cool. But Kobe was like this silent, super assassin. And he could make his free throws. So he'd be there in the end of games. And he would ice the ice the game, get the win. He would slice in and out. He had a jump shot, which would get better over the years. But man, he was 
deadly. I mean, if it was the thing of, hey, which guy do you like more? It was I was always a Shaq guy, but over time, I was like, man, that Kobe dude is cold. So, um, one of my, you know, it was really cool watching the Lakers get three championships because the Niners were so far removed from being good at that point where it was like, there's no way we're going to win championships. I was starting to watch this new Patriots dynasty take form. And I was just thinking, wow, that used to be the 49ers. But now I can enjoy and appreciate this of the Lakers. And it was such a ride watching Kobe and Shaq. They were so much fun to watch. Their whole team was just, it was a great team. And... I, you know, that's why when people go, oh, the Warriors are such a great team, like, man, Kobe and Shaq's Lakers were as good as any squad I've ever seen play, and that includes the Bulls with Jordan with their 73 wins, or 72 wins, it was, they were just dominant, and they could do so much because teams didn't really have an answer when they were on the same page for Kobe and Shaq, and that, of course, led culminating in that 2004 finals because there was all this strife the guys had actually won too many titles to suit and i want to say they they thought it came easy but it was this thing of like yeah this is all we have to do we won the championship and we had this roster that had been tweaked a little we got carl malone a guy who i'd always respected he came in Gary Payton came in and it was like, yeah, man, we're about to get this next championship. We're going to beat the Spurs again and get this title. And we had another magical moment. We had like a catch moment with the Lakers where, um, gosh, we had this last second shot that Derek Fisher hit with basically no time left on the clock. And it was amazing. It was one of those things like, I can't believe that happened. We actually made that shot. We're going to the finals. We beat the Spurs and yeah, there was another game but the Spurs are pretty much tapped out after, you know, losing that game. And so we faced the Pistons. So it was like this, hey, old school rematch. But the Pistons were such a great team and the Lakers were not. Kobe and Shaq were just like basically on opposite sides of the spectrum at this point. They weren't getting along. There's all this strife. And as a Lakers fan who had grown kind of accustomed to the team winning championships. I was like, uh, I need you guys to focus. We've got a championship to win here. Instead of winning that championship, the Pistons spanked us. And it was really disheartening because I was like, you guys, you know, I'd seen this dominate, this dominating force of Kobe and Shaq, Thunder and Lightning run rush out over the league. They, they destroyed people. In their 2000 run, they went 15-1 and one in the playoffs. And they only really lost because they weren't focused on putting their foot on the throat of the 76ers. But they were a dominant team. And I'd seen that. I saw, you know, this, that uh, meme, you weren't with me at my worst, you can't be with me at my best. I'd seen those Lakers at their best. I knew how good they were, how unstoppable a force they were. So to watch them squander this great opportunity for another ring infuriated me and yeah I was just like I can't believe this this is I can't believe what you guys are doing and then the worst came of course when there was a big standoff Kobe versus Shaq who stays who goes um 
And I was like, I need somebody in management to get these guys on the same page because, you know, if they get focused, if they get motivated, if they can find it in themselves to one more time, put it together, who's to say they can get another three-peat? And, you know, that was the thought. But no, we traded Shaq away. Um, and it was like a heartbreaking moment for me as a Lakers fan because I was like, I can't believe this dominant dynasty that we had is ending prematurely and you know I, I really think still think to this day that they could have won another four or five or another three to four titles just from the normal span of a dynasty like they they had that many more in them to win they just re-upped the roster a little bit retool but as Shaq was starting to lose his dominance Kobe was going to rise further and they were still going to be able to play complimentary basketball just from a different focal point. And you saw that when Shaq went to Miami. And instead of having to be the lead dog, he uh, he stepped back a bit. And Dwayne Wade took over. And it was so annoyed as a Lakers fan watching this happen. Because it was like, this is our title. This is one we could have won if Shaq and Kobe could have been on the same page and done and did what Shaq did here in Miami. It took so much longer for the Lakers to start to get good again. And there were so many dark moments. It was, gosh, that's that's just going to be Kobe's, Kobe and Shaq's legacy. They left so many more championships on the table. As a Lakers fan, those next few years were very, very hard to endure. It was just Kobe in them. We watched Kobe light up all his opponents and just destroyed teams on his own but it, it was a one-man game and and I remember Jordan kind of earlier or reading about Jordan playing before he got his uh complimentary parts like Pippen and Grant and just seeing him do a one-man thing and that's what basketball is like hey one guy can destroy a team's game plan but mostly a team can beat one great guy so it was still fun watching the Lakers because there's no telling how many points Kobe would score. But I knew that without some other people, it was going to be a shambles. Niners, meanwhile, were also struggling, not really doing anything. And it was just, it was really whack because it was just as a sports fan of these two West Coast squads, I just had to sit back and just go back to my old DVDs, my old VCR tapes and reminisce about the good old days of when we were good when we when people were on the same page and we were the best in the business so i don't as a sports fan i was not more excited than the 2009 i'm sorry 2008 era for the lakers we got a few parts paul gasol andrew bynum lamar odom was you know clicking again still and we're back in the mix. We are a contender, a real, a real life contender. And we go against the Celtics in the finals. And now it's like, finally, I get to experience the joy of Lakers versus Celtics. Um, at that point, I was still kind of rooting for the Celtics before the finals. I was like, hey, Paul, Paul Pierce, my man, go get that ring, except for this year. And I like Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen respected those guys, but when it came time to draw that line in the sand, it was firmly Team Purple and Gold. 
And I very, very, very vividly remember this. I was watching the final game of that playoffs or playoffs, the finals. And I was helping out my buddy. Uh, I was getting married in a few weeks at that point. And I was in there, his living room working on some of his wedding favors. And the Lakers were just letting the layup drill go. And I watched every second of that finals. I didn't turn it off because normally when my team's losing in a playoff setting, I stop watching. I pack up shop. I cut it off and I go into a hole or whatever. But this time I wanted to see the entire layup drill. Watch the Lakers walk off the court dejectedly as the Celtics celebrated. Because I felt like Kobe's going to get these guys back here again. And we're going to see him get another ring. I didn't necessarily know it was going to be the very next year. But there was something in... It wasn't one of those asterisk championships. Well, yeah, they only beat the Magic. Because, I mean, at that point, you know, it had been so long since the last title. that I didn't care. I was so ecstatic, so thrilled. Because, honestly... I was like, dude, I don't know if we're ever going to see another championship. I mean, because Kobe's so good, but, I mean, can they find the pieces that work alongside him? And so that championship was great. But the following year, it was really special when we played the Celtics. And it came down to Game 7. And it was like, you could not write the script any better. It was Lakers-Celtics again. And... You know, this is when I'm expecting Kobe to just show out, have like a 70-point game. And he's terrible from the field. He can't buy a shot. But instead, he's doing all those little things. He's getting every rebound. He's playing tough defense. He's getting steals. He's doing the unglamorous stuff that superstars don't really like to do. But you could see his drive to win that championship was so much that he didn't care if he wasn't shooting well. He was going to do everything he could to win the title. And I think, you know, through the years, everybody has their favorite Kobe story. But I thought that was, that's one of my favorites. Because it was just like, the dude can't shoot anything. But he is doing everything else to will the Lakers to get that title. So that was, yeah, that's probably my favorite Lakers Kobe moment. Um, And it was just such a thrill. I found one of those old school t-shirts where they have everybody's faces uh, like the caricatures, and they're celebrating, got the trophy, whatever. I have one for the Niners, and I finally was able to track down one for the Lakers with Kobe and Kobe's squad. And this title meant so much because we'd beaten the Celtics, we got a championship, it went to seven games. It was like, that's epic. And it was just such a fun year. And yeah. And it was, it was a really fun ride. I was like, I don't care if Kobe... I was rooting for Kobe to get that sixth one so he could have as many as Jordan. But to me, the argument had been sealed. Kobe was just as good as Jordan. Jordan may have had one more ring. Jordan may have had blah, 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 blah. But just like Kobe's, you know, his killer instinct, that Mamba mentality that everybody keeps talking about. So cool. And, yeah. And then, of course, you know... the other teams started to come up and the Lakers were not as good anymore. But that championship run was so much fun. And it was, it was the, the, <laughs> I guess the disappointment of not winning more championships was subsided because at that point, the Niners were starting to get, get good again with Jim Harbaugh. So he took the squad of 
I guess at that point, kind of underachievers, made them believe in themselves, got them to the NFC Championship game his first year. Team went 13-3. and We lost in probably still the most heartbreaking fashion because Kyle Williams dropped two fumbles and the Giants beat us and it was just annoying because their offense was not able to drive except for those two gift wrap uh, punt turnovers. Next year, get to the Super Bowl blackout game with Beyonce. Um, Cap and Frank and Davis lead this massive comeback to stop five yards short because of a lack of pass interference call. Um, Next year, NFC Championship game in Seattle. Refs are on that stuff. And Richard Sherman makes a great play. Blocks, uh, deflects a Colin Kaepernick pass to Michael Crabtree. And we lose again. So it was like, this is the worst. <laughs> it was like so close. Three times, not winning. Then Jed York, in his infinite wisdom, decides to fire Jim Harbaugh. Another guy has a mutual, uh, mutual separation. Or mutual agreement to part ways. I think that's how I phrase it. It was trash. And I was like, oh my gosh, the Niners are never going to win another championship because Jed York is so arrogant that he thinks he can do this with anybody. I'm going to just be stuck watching my old Niners Super Bowl tapes from 94, from 89, and that's it. And But at least Kobe and his boys got the job done for me. I got another championship from Kobe. And so it really mattered. And so this, you know, fast forward to this year right and I am you know I haven't stopped being a Lakers fan of course but I'm not as thrilled that LeBron is there like you know some folk are I'm like eh LeBron's cool man he's no Kobe and I found myself like an elder statesman who was defending the crown so strongly for Jordan when Kobe started making his rise and being a legit threat to Jordan's legacy. And I'm finding myself going, yeah, yeah, that's fine. He does whatever, but the rules make it easy for guys now and blah, 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 blah. Kobe, in my mind, is always going to be the my favorite basketball player to watch and... Yeah, LeBron is, you know, he he defers to guys. He he goes, hey, you make the game-winning shot. I want to sit over here and distract him. Kobe would never do that. And Kobe's just, I mean, like like I said, man, he's that silent assassin. He just, he did everything to win. And as a competitive person, I can, I so can relate to that. It's like, oh, absolutely, dude. That's what you do. You make sure you get that win, however you need to do it. So, um, fast forward to 2019. There are great expectations for the Lakers to win another championship. Anthony Davis has arrived. He and LeBron are playing a great two-man game. Kind of reminiscent of another great two-man duo for the Lakers. Um, They're one of the best teams in the league. Would not be surprising, shocking at all, if they are the ones that hold the trophy at the end of the day. But the Niners were like a huge surprise. Kyle Shanahan was able to switch things around, get the team the way he wanted them to uh, with general manager John Lynch. And now the Niners have had a season full of iconic moments, moments that while maybe not having the same impact of turning a franchise around like the catch, they've been really iconic moments for me as a fan of the Niners. And this team has suffered through so many losses and injuries, but 
and losses in terms of injuries, not losses on the uh, one loss record because they've been really good. Everybody stayed together. Everybody worked hard. There's no excuses. Well, we lost that game because we didn't have our starting tackles for four games. Uh, we didn't have our fullback. We didn't have our best player for two games. It was just like, let's keep playing. Let's do this thing. And it is so cool because, you know, the playoffs we ran through Minnesota, ran through the Packers. And I was so ecstatic, you know, like I, I didn't care. I mean, I cared, of course, but I, I enjoyed this ride so much that I did something I never do. I bought second place shirts. I bought the West is not enough after we won the NFC West. I bought the NFC champion shirt. I mean, I never do that because, you know, I wasn't like, oh, let me rock this 2012 Niners NFC championship shirt. Eh, no, I'm good. I won it at Super Bowl. But this team has been so special, so meaningful to me that I wanted to show my support for the great ride it's been. And I was fully hoping, expecting, anticipating the Super Bowl win on next Sunday. But um, the weird thing was, of course, when just yesterday, my brother's like, hey, um, Kobe died. And it just rocked everything because it's like, what? This is no, dude. No, 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 not Kobe. I mean, Kobe, Kobe is a dude who's been doing his thing. He's been like this great ambassador for the league. And he's, I don't know, man, he's been like a kinder, gentler Mamba. And like a guy who can have all these great moments with his family. Because, you know, he, he, he worked for it. And he was supposed to be able to enjoy that time that retirement phase of his life and instead of being in the spotlight and the focus focusing and putting the spotlight on his family and you know it's just more news came out it's like gosh his daughter was with him they were going to one of her games it's weird because it's just like well you know is this better that they die together or apart and you think about his family and you know they don't have their daughter they don't have their father slash husband and it just sucks you know life is not fair and but it really really didn't seem fair yesterday i'm still trying to process all of my thoughts on this um i kind of felt the same way i guess maybe even to a lesser extent when paul walker died because i was like dude how did this happen um you know he was still so young and he had a daughter and she was young and um you know, for me, it was like, man, I'm enjoying these Fast and Furious movies. These are like my second favorite only to the Avengers. They're really fun movies. And I would be on board to watch these as long as they keep cranking them out. Of course, some of that magic's gone with Paul. Uh, not being here. But I don't know, man. With, the, with Kobe, it's just really weird because, I mean, he'd retired, right? And it's like, hey, great. There's no sports memory that's taken away because Kobe died all, all everything he did on the court is is set for his Hall of Fame career it's all locked in I just read something that he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame this year no suspense I don't think there's any suspense anyway but they've already said he's going in the Hall of Fame they're not going to wait to this you know to announce it later he's going to be there and Man, it's just like, gosh, this dude had so much more life left. And, yeah, 
And I'm just, that's, it just doesn't seem fair. You see crummy people try to divide the country and do all kinds of crappy stuff to people. But, you know, they're still kicking. You know, can you imagine if, if some of these guys died at 41? How much better things would be for all of us? Um, yeah, but it just sucks. Yeah, and it's, you know, there are other people on that helicopter, and they're not stars, so they don't register to us, but they have loved ones who are missing them just as much, and, you know, it, it sucks for them, too, because it's, it's almost like they're dismissed in this tragedy, but you just pray for them and their families as well. I am such an old-school cat. I am, I'm trying to figure out what, how I want to do this, you know, like, do I want to just watch some old my Lakers greatest collection and just watch Kobe and Shaq in their primes and their super youth celebrating as they win that championship, that first one, that second one, that third one. Or if I want to go back into the basement and do what I normally do when I played 2K19 and that's run with Kobe Shaq. And it's just a matter of which team, which version of which era I want to use. But, and I don't care about these modern guys as much, but I, will always grab the sticks and, and play with my classic Kobe and Shaq because they're my favorite team to use on these games and it's just going to feel so weird the next time I eventually get around to doing that knowing that he is no longer here he's no longer with us I mean everybody has to check out at some point but it's just it's so weird when it's someone who clearly still had so much more life left to live have more that they wanted to do and had more family that they wanted to celebrate. So it sucks. I really do hope everybody out there is, you know, thinking about how best to celebrate and honor their loved ones, even if they're not a celebrity, and just make the most of these moments because, geez, you have no idea how long you got. So, Kobe, thanks, man. I will not forget you, all those great memories I had um, as a sports fan, as a Lakers fan especially and as I get ready for the Super Bowl hopefully I will be able to appreciate and enjoy this ride for what it is because we don't get to do it over um so that's everything like I said guys and I'll be back Wednesday breaking it down further sharing all our thoughts along with all that craziness from Hollywood I've got a podcast where we break down Tyler Perry's latest film um I'll probably put that up soon so be on the lookout for that but for now that's it thank y'all for listening to me as always this episode allows movie files has been filed